Just how much do you need Devin Achan and Tank Dell on your fantasy football rosters? It's time to break down the week four waiver wire as we begin another edition of Locked On Fantasy Football. You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. We are your smartest destination here to make you the smartest player in your fantasy football league. We're part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, your fantasy football team every day as well. I'm one of your co-hosts, Benny Iron. I'm not doing this. I'm writing about NFL fantasy and betting for SportingNews.com. Hey, hey, I'm Michelle Majuk, researcher at NFL Network and fantasy analyst at NFL.com. All right, Michelle, uh, we finally have week three in the books, uh, the doubleheader last night. Not a lot of offense produced unless you had certain players, including A.J. Brown, and you might have been happy with that and Joe Mixon. But it's time to turn the page to week four and look at the players that can help you, either short or long term. Now, how we're going to do the waiver wire a little bit differently this week, we're going to look at the highest priorities across positions. We'll break it down here early and then uh, get into some deeper stashes there as well. So kind of, uh, go progressively here to guys that you really should be targeting and looking at some deep league ads for you on the show. So let's dive right into Michelle. We know now how to say his name, but we also know that he's a hot waiver pickup this week. It's Devin Achan. You're running back from the Dolphins had a big game. And then uh, Tank Dell, we've been banging the table for him, but both these guys still very much available in fantasy football leagues. So that is how we say his last name now. I know I know he asked for it not to be a chain, which we all were calling him, but it's a chain? A a cane? How do you say a it? Chan. It's a like chan. a chan, like Jackie Chan. So. I, I mean, I know it's not his last name, so you can't ask him to be called something else. He just doesn't want to be known as the was, a chain or the a train. That's why he didn't want to be It was so much that, more but. fun. It's it's it's, it's yeah. kind of like uh, when Chuba Hubbard is Chuba instead of Chuba. Chuba would have been so yeah. much more fun. Hit their parents, yeah. man, slacking here. But yeah, uh, this is the number one priority pickup, you would think, this week, right? I don't expect him to go off for 203 yards and four touchdowns uh, ever again, probably uh, this season. But he's clearly going to be involved, led the team with 18 uh, carries. And uh, yeah, sure, Jeff Wilson will be coming back soon. Maybe Selva and Ahmed comes back. But I think he proved himself. And why would you take a guy with that much speed and that much like that dynamic off the field? Yeah, he's going to be in good shape for like 12, 15 touches maybe going forward. I mean, Raheem Mostert looks great too, which is also the barrier until Raheem Mostert get hurt, gets hurt, which he has a long history of injuries. But it could get complicated if Jeff Wilson gets in the mix and Ahmed, as you mentioned. So just be careful about him. Don't go nuts. This was a game against the Broncos defense that pretty much quit in the second half and let Mostert run wild too. We don't expect Raheem Mostert to produce like this in most weeks. We're not going to assume this from his backup either so it is a tougher matchup this week you got matt milano and the bills they're really tough there so i don't expect anything close to what you saw last week but he still should be rostered in a lot of leagues here just because 
he's a special back. And again, he's one injury away from just having a massive role. And other guy that we keep mentioning on the show, we told you to draft him and he's still available in uh, about 70% of leagues. Tank Dell, the Texans, maybe we don't believe because of his size, maybe it's the Texans, but I think there's been a prejudice against him and C.J. Stroud, but this Texans passing game rolling here, and this is the combination like, remember, C.J. Stroud made sure Tank Dell was going to be drafted in Houston. He's going to make sure he takes care of him as well as the rookie here in fantasy. Yeah, I mean, Tank Dell definitely needs to be rostered. It's right there uh, as a top priority for me as well this week. I mean, he should already be on your team. If you've been listening to us, you would have Tank Dell on your roster if he wasn't already stolen by someone else. But the Texans right now are the only team in the NFL to have two players with 250-plus receiving yards so far this season. So Nico Collins and Tank Dell, I think, are good plays moving forward. C.J. Stroud looks great. And, and Tank's just getting – I mean, he's led the team in targets each of the last two weeks. You expect this to keep happening, especially they get the Steelers this upcoming week. Like Tank Dell is a guy I'm very excited to play and Nico Collins in week four. So you can grab him, you can play him, and he should be a top priority this week. Same thing with CJ Stroud as quarterback. Yeah, I mean, the Steelers matchup is a little tricky because he's going to see a pass rush here without Laramie Tunsil in there. He's going to see Alex Highsmith and TJ Watt coming after him. So that could contain some things, but what I like about Tank Dell specifically is I think he's a little bit more matchup proof where Nico Collins, we saw last week, ran into Tyson Campbell on the outside and was contained. Where they move around Dell, he goes inside, outside. They can scheme him open a lot more easily than what they can with Nico Collins. So I like that aspect. Now, a couple other guys that have been bringing it here uh, two out of the last three weeks, Romeo Dobbs still available in a lot of leagues despite the fact Christian Watson continues to be out despite the fact that Jordan Love is playing really well here. So that's a target. And then don't forget about Adam Thielen. Andy Dalton woke up Adam Thielen. He had a multiple catch game here that was just dominant here with the Seattle matchup. Now he gets a revenge game against the Vikings secondary. So it looks like Andy Dalton may get one more start here. But Thielen, remember, scored the previous week and looked pretty good working with Bryce Young. So Thielen still has it in him. We always count out this guy, but he's older and a little bit wiser than some of these other younger receivers. He's good in the red zone, and that's why Adam Thielen continues to produce. So maybe a couple more wide receiver three options for you there in Dubs and Thielen. Yeah, for Adam Thielen, he's 50% owned. So definitely check your waiver, see if he's on there. I will say Andy Dalton had 58 pass attempts in this game. Like, I don't think the Panthers are going to keep throwing that much. So I don't expect Adam Thielen to keep putting up 100 receiving yard games. And once Bryce Young comes back, you know, it's not going to he's not going to give as accurate of targets yet as Andy Dalton is this deep into his career. Uh, but also keep an eye on DJ Chark. If Adam Thielen's not out there, DJ Chark had 11 targets in this game, 86 yards and a touchdown. He was dealing with health issues, missed week one, I believe. And so he's looking a bit healthy. He's just a big play guy. Like you're going to need that one big play for him to be productive. But keep an eye on him. And then Romeo Dobbs. Yeah, I kind of I think I'm gonna just let him stay on waivers if he's yeah. out there. I know he had 12 targets and still only five receptions, 73 yards. Christian Watson's still not back. And that's kind of my concern here. When Christian Watson gets back, he's not gonna get the targets. He's really a touchdown guy, right? It's a touchdown or bust type guy. He has three touchdowns on the year. Those can keep up. Um, but I'm not thrilled to start him in any given week. 
Yeah, I think it's a little bit matchup based. I was uh, pleased that he came through this tough matchup because I thought Marshall Lattimore, that would be a little bit brutal this week. It's going to be tricky. Uh, we have some improved line secondary, but they still have a few holes here. So some look at, but definitely you're looking at these guys more as wide receiver threes. And from that aspect, you're not going to get the big games every week, but if you need a wide receiver three, and we know people have lost Mike Williams, there's other guys hurting this way. You can look at another option for you potentially, and this is one you really like here, Michelle. I know it's uh, spread around in Kansas City quite a bit with those young receivers. Sky Moore, not really too involved, but Rasheed Rice, I still think there's some potential there to uh, emerge here in his rookie season. Yeah, I would rather have Rasheed Rice than Romeo Dobbs right now. So, you know, he has the draft pedigree, second round pick in. He wasn't playing all that much over the first two weeks, but his snaps increased this past week. He saw five receptions, 59 yards, led the Chiefs, um, led the Chiefs wide receivers in receptions and receiving yards. But the big thing here is he was tackled down at the Bears one yard line twice in week three. He could have came down with two touchdowns as well. So I think we keep seeing his snaps increase as we go along the season. He keeps getting on the field more. And I think he's clearly the best Chiefs wide receiver they have right now. So I'm excited to see what he could do throughout his rookie year. Yeah, he's kind of mashing up a little bit of Marquez Valdez-Scantling with the deep threat. He's mashing up a little bit of Juju Smith-Schuster getting open with his body. So a little bit of everything he's doing for the Chiefs. And again, they need someone to step up. Sky Moore is going to be week to week, depending on what looks like the matchup. Again, it's going to be spreading around, so it's hard to rely upon a regular Chiefs starter. But you can definitely look at the guy with some upside because they're playing with Patrick Mahomes every single week. So there's going to be some opportunities this week, maybe a little bit tough against sauce Gardner and the Jets secondary, but I think where she rice and deeper leagues uh, should be rostered. Now we'll go even deeper on the waiver wire, looking at some streaming quarterbacks this week, where we can go looking at how you replace Mike Williams on your team with two charters options right there in front of you. So we'll do that in our, Next segment, then a little bit deeper with our stashes, especially at running back. So we'll cover all that on the show. Again, thanks for making Locked on Fantasy Football your first listen every day. Every day, as we will look at our rankings there early in the week for running back and quarterback. So check that out on Wednesday's show. Before we get into our second segment, I got to tell you a little bit about our sponsor. This episode of Locked on Fantasy Football is brought to you by Nutrafol. You don't need to choose between better hair growth and your health. Nutrafol provides a whole body health approach for men that promotes healthier hair, no drugs, no compromises, and just better hair. And men think losing hair is inevitable. Take control of your hair's future with Nutrafol's science-backed hair growth supplement for men. Did you know that 80% of men will experience hair thinning in their lifetime I've gone through it. It's normal, but it doesn't have to be your fate. You can get ahead of thinning with Nutrafol. So check it out. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement. Clinically shown to improve your hair growth, visible thickness, and visible scalp coverage. It's very easy to get in on Nutrafol. Just go to Nutrafol.com slash men to take their health wellness quiz. Identify causes of your thinning hair. Nutrafol will give you a personalized plan for better hair health through whole body wellness. Check it out there at Nutrafol. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners here to Locked on Fantasy Football $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com slash men and enter the promo code Locked NFL. Find out why more than 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com slash men. That's N-U-T. 
R-A-F-O-L, Nutrafol.com slash men. Enter the promo code locked on NFL. Nutrafol.com slash men. Promo code locked on NFL. All right, Michelle, it is time to continue the show. Look at some other guys we can play here. Now, in the same game, we potentially have two streaming quarterbacks. You could see maybe if Andy Dalton is out there. We'll see about Jimmy Garoppolo. There they have good matchups this week. Dalton at home against the Vikings if he plays for Bryce Young. You have Garoppolo if he gets cleared with concussion protocol facing that Chargers defense. But if you're looking on the healthy side, we know that Baker Mayfield and Jameis Winston are going to be in the same game. Two-part question, Michelle. Are you interested in either this particular week? And which one would you rather have if you had to get someone as a backup, assuming uh, Derek Carr's shoulder injury lingers a little bit? You know, I think I would rather go with Jameis Winston if Derek Carr is out. Now, we've seen Jameis Winston start for the Saints here, and he's had a couple, a few big fantasy weeks and a lot of pretty bad fantasy weeks. So he's not the same type of fantasy player he was with the Buccaneers. He's not chucking it as much. He's being safer with the ball. But we saw Baker Mayfield kind of come back down to life, right? In uh, week three against the Eagles, had some turnovers. The offense was not clicking. They can't run the ball to save their lives. And against the Saints, I don't think they're going to be able, be able to run either. It's at the Saints. They have a pretty tough defense. They, they made Jordan Love struggle for most of the game. I, I don't think this is going be pretty for Baker. So if I had to pick one for this week, it's Jameis Winston. And then also Baker has a bye week five. So I don't think I'm worried about picking him up this week. It would be really Jameis Winston there. Their car would be super interesting, like you brought up, but it just comes down to the uh, the injury, yeah. uh, right, with Jimmy Garoppolo because it's a great matchup. But besides that, and then if Jordan Love is still out there, he didn't do as great in week three, but he still came through by the end of the game with you know a, a rushing touchdown and a passing touchdown. So I think against the Lions, who are a better defense this year, but I still think he can put up some points against them. So that would be another option as well if he's out there. Now, uh, there's a big question out there for fantasy football managers this week. If you lost Mike Williams, where do you go? Who do you trust more? Josh Palmer has pretty much been starting with him and Keenan Allen at 11 personnel, so he would seem to be the next man up. He came in and scored against the Vikings, so he had a good game there. But Quinton Johnson is the first-round rookie. He profiles a lot like Mike Williams with his size and speed. So it's going to be hard. I think this Chargers passing game is going to go throwing it, but we've seen Gerald Everett get involved. We've seen Donald Parham Jr. get involved. So it's going to be tough to rely, I think, on any Chargers pass catcher week in and week out that isn't Keenan Allen. But to me, this is how I'm going to play it. I don't know if it's this simple, but in short-term help, Josh Palmer has been the veteran fill-in for both these guys, Williams and Allen, when they were hurt last year. So I think he has really good value, but – if you're looking for a little bit more upside down the line and maybe having an emerging role here, they've already talked about it. They are going to have to give him more snaps and more targets here without Williams as, as Johnson. And this kid is a big dude. He can fly on the outside. He can make those big plays. So a little bit more big play dependent. I think Palmer's maybe the higher floor pickup here. Yeah, the thing with Palmer is I was thinking, I know yesterday we were talking and I was like, yeah, I think Palmer is the guy because he's going to play more snaps. He's played more snaps, but you go through, he started 11 games since the start of last season because Keenan Allen and Mike Williams were both dealing with injuries. And he, he had more than 60 yards just twice. And he had one touchdown during those 11 starts. Like, that's not great. So if you really just need a guy that you can pull off waivers and start this week that you just are like, I need 13 PPR points from him. 
that could be Josh Palmer. But if you're looking to really hit this home run hit, I think it's Quentin Johnson that you pick up. I, I'm not willing to start him just yet. I want to see if he – he only played 16 snaps in week three, only four snaps in the fourth quarter with Mike Williams out in a close game as well with uh, Josh Palmer playing 11, which was tied with Keenan Allen for the most in the fourth quarter. He only has eight targets this year, five receptions, 26 yards. I do, but like you said, if this Chargers team wants to be great this year, I do think they're going to have to get Quentin Johnston out in the field a lot more and get him up to speed as a rookie. Yeah, we'll see how those snaps develop. I think it'll be a work in progress where you'll see they'll slowly increase. They'll give him a few deep shots, I'm sure, but it is the Raiders this week. And yeah, it's a pretty good matchup here. So to take a shot on either, maybe uh, if you're desperate, you can definitely do that in uh, deeper leaning leagues. Now, two tight ends that are interesting this week. Uh, number one is purely, I think, a lot based on the matchup uh, against the Eagles this week, although K-Dot didn't really do all that much in that uh, matchup that we thought was a cheat code. Just because of Baker Mayfield. But Cole Turner could do something with Sam Howell in this matchup against Philadelphia if he's the guy and Logan Thomas stays out. Concussed here definitely was the guy ahead of John Bates. And Luke Musgrave, I did like Kyle Pitts last week. And for Kyle Pitts, I think he had the best game as possible, right? He didn't score, like I said. But for Kyle Pitts, he at least was involved and had to be involved. I mean, a lot of it was. Did you enjoy those seven points? Yeah. Well, I know, but part of it is Desmond Ritter. I think if. I think if Taylor Heineke was out there, I think you'd see a lot more effectiveness with those uh, Falcons receivers. So maybe the change will come. Maybe he'll go to London, realize Desmond Ritter is not very good, and make the change. First here. it so was Marcus Marcus Mariota's fall, and now it's Desmond Ritter's <laughs> fall. Maybe well, it might it's be Arthur just Smith that fall, Arthur Smith doesn't want to use him. Well, we're going to move on from him and look at the matchup that he should have exploited last week, and now that goes – to Luke Musgrave. I like him this week. I also like Dalton Kincaid. Sam Laporte, of course, is all the way up there. But like in terms of the rookie tight ends that might have some sneaky value this week, Musgrave can make some big plays, I think, against the Lions. Here and then you look at potential of Turner again getting open in the middle of the field. So of these two, I guess is it as simple as maybe Turner's the kind of the cheap floor play if you're desperate and Luke Musgrave might be the ceiling play this week. Yeah, if Luke Musgrave is out on your waivers and you don't have Travis Kelsey or TJ Hawkinson or Sam Laporta or, or one of those guys, I think Luke Musgrave needs to be picked up. Uh, especially even if you have George Kittle or Dallas Goddard or like anyone else or Mark Andrews, like I'm still picking up Luke Musgrave uh, and he can sit on my bench maybe over those guys. But Luke Musgrave is going to be a top 10 play this week. He's playing like nearly every single snap for the Packers as a rookie tight end, which is pretty crazy. Last week against the Saints, eight targets, six receptions, 49 yards. You might say, well, that's not great but it's also not terrible right especially against the saints who are the hardest defense against tight ends now you get to play against the lions and the raiders the next two weeks and also uh jordan uh, jordan love missed luke musgrave for a wide open like 50 yard touchdown so that could have been a huge day for him luke musgrave should not be on waivers any longer he needs to be picked up and then with cole turner it's really just keep an eye on logan thomas sam howell loves his tight ends John Bates and Cole Turner did split snaps, but Cole Turner was clearly the favorite target of Sam Howell. So that's the one you would play if needed. Yeah, I think uh, 
tight end is just so bad out there. I was looking at the way I ranked, and we'll reveal those here on Thursday. It is hard to rank six guys that I feel great about. It really is. So you, the rest of you are all playing the streaming game, so you got to look out for all of these guys here. And uh, Michelle, we'll get into uh, no tight ends in our final segment. We'll have a lot of running backs to talk about that you may want to stash now while you can. Oh, yeah. We're seeing so many running back injuries this year. You need to start stashing these uh, backups uh, just in case uh, in your league. We'll talk about them in our last segment. But before, let's talk about a sponsor. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. It really does just make the sports viewing experience so much fun when you put a bet down uh, on a guy going over or under, or you know, you're in the middle of a game and a guy is disappointing, but you think he's going to go off in the second half. You're able to bet on that and make yourself some money uh, so visit fanduel.com slash locked on and kick off the nfl season again that's fanduel.com and use promo code locked on and kick off the nfl season fanduel is the official partner of the nfl All right, to close out the show, let's talk about some guys that you might want to consider just picking up the stash on the end, end of your bench. It's probably going to just be one of these guys if you have room. Uh, before we get into our running backs we're going to talk about, there is one wide receiver we're saying you should stash. It's Marvin Mims of the Broncos. For whatever reason, this this offense stinks, right? And this team stinks, but they don't want to play their electric player. So Marvin Mims throughout the first three weeks, 17, 16, and 15 total offensive snaps. They were getting their butts kicked, and Marvin Mims was the only thing that was going well in that game. And they still didn't even play more than 15 snaps. What What is Sean Payton doing? Yeah, maybe he's uh, obligated to put in Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy. And for some reason they love a little bit of uh, Brandon Johnson. <laughs> they put him in at weird times. So I don't know. I think Sean Payton is being a little bit uh, hard headed here. I mean, he's got to play the young guys. They're terrible. They're zero and three. They need to win against the bears. It's the bears this week. So please get this guy going, get some more <laughs> looks here downfield. And at least it's encouraging, right? Even in limited work, this guy's producing. Can you imagine if uh, Jerry Judy goes down or Cordell Sutton, this guy's going to play a lot and be a potential uh, league winner here. So let me look out with Marvin Mims. I really like the player. I like his big playability. He can do it after the catch. He can stretch the field. I liked him a lot coming out of Oklahoma. They just have to use him. And I think that is going to grow. As much as the Broncos continue to suck, they're going to look more and more at the young players, and that's good news for us in fantasy that are targeting Marvin Mims this week. Now, running backs, Michelle, a lot of uh, good stuff here. Now, I think you look at some of the situations that happened, Nick Chubb and Jerome Ford and things that have uh, developed quickly. Then we had to go to Matt Breida behind Saquon Barkley. We had to desperately go for Josh Kelly behind Austin Eckler. And some of this hasn't worked out all that great. But if you know you're attaching yourself to a fine running game, you're going to be okay. And Elijah Mitchell at this stage – they're going to work him in more and more. They need to preserve Christian McCaffrey. We saw that in week three on Thursday night. So I think another opportunity here against the Cardinals where 
I think he could get some nice touches here. I'm not saying play him yet as a flex, but I think he should be rostered in leagues at least as a high upside handcuff, even if you're not the Christian McCaffrey manager. Yeah, I, I think with Christian McCaffrey here, I mean, we've seen him deal with injuries in the past and he is so stinking good. So I understand why the 49ers want to use him so much, but they're really running him into the ground. They're giving him so many carries. He leads the NFL in team touch percent. And I, I'm worried about his body. Also, the 49ers traveled to, from the East Coast to the West Coast, the East Coast, to the West Coast about 500 times this year. That's going to put a toll on all these players' bodies. I am worried about Christian McCaffrey holding up. So I think a lot Elijah Mitchell is a top tier handcuff only. Like I don't want to play him as long as Christian McCaffrey is there, but he could come into a huge role if CMC has to miss any time. He also gets hurt within five seconds though. So maybe also think about Jordan Mason, but that's later down the road. Uh, and then running back Ezekiel Elliott for the Patriots. So 16 carries last week, 80 rushing yards. He was more productive than Ramondre Stevenson. Do we think this is going to last or was just a one week thing? Yeah, I've been worried about Ramondre Stevenson. He hasn't looked all that great in the league where I have Stevenson and I also have Elliott because I was a little bit worried. I thought the Patriots might be a little bit fickle here with Stevenson if he has a few bad games. Zico Elliott did fumble early in his uh, start with the Patriots a couple weeks ago, so that was not great. But he's still power back that has experience. He's pretty good in pass protection here, so... It is a revenge game this week against the Cowboys. I wonder if Bill Belichick will make the pivot. He'll be a little bit more motivated this week, potentially. So you could go that direction. I would say no more than a deep league flex if you're going to go with Ezekiel Elliott. But just keep an eye on that backfield. We know the Patriots can pivot a lot with their guys. They just get tired of a young guy and can go with a veteran guy. So something to watch in that game for sure. Now on the other side, I look at Rico Dowdle. Look, I don't know what's going on with the Cowboys passing game because it's a lot of Tony Pollard running and then Rico Dowdle gets the receiving touchdown last week. We've been looking at Deuce Vaughn and some of these other guys. They dumped Malik Davis here. So I don't know if he's the clear handcuff. I think it would be a little bit committee-like if Tony Pollard would go down. But again, but you want to protect yourself. If they like Dowdle, they're using him in high-leverage situations in the red zone, got to protect your investment in Tony Pollard because he's looking like I know we love Bijan, but in terms of coming out of the gate here, Christian Pollard, Tony, or Christian McCaffrey, and Tony Pollard are the guys that seem to be their most reliable workhorses week in and week out to not get undertouched by their team. So I really like uh, this potential here if uh, something were to happen to Pollard, and that's a good way to go. But I think, Michelle, I think I would still rather have maybe Ty J. Spears. He's getting more snaps than Derrick Henry now, and I think the Derrick Henry breakdown is coming here pretty soon. Yeah, with uh, Tajay Spears, he is getting the snaps, not touching the ball a ton. Purely a handcuff to Derrick Henry, but a great one. So I would much yeah. rather hold Tajay Spears for a handcuff to Derrick Henry than I really don't care about picking up Rico Dowdle at all. He had four carries, three receptions, just one of them went for a touchdown. He played 10 total snaps in the game. Like, I want, I, I don't care about Rico Dowdle. I don't even know if he's the handcuff, right? I think well, they would I probably think, bring yeah, in another running off. back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, I would rather Tajay Spears and, and also two other guys here uh, that I would rather have would be Kendra Miller. We only have got to see him in one game so far in the NFL, which is unfortunate because now Alvin Kamara is coming back, right? Played just 20 of 55 snaps for the Saints last week. 
I, I just want to see how they use Kamara and Kendra Miller. We have Jamal Williams out. I want to see if both are involved or if it's just Kamara. But either way, I do think Kendra Miller is a handcuff to Kamara. And then Tank Bigsby of the Jaguars. He He's not being used except around the goal line, which really sucks for Travis Etienne because Travis Etienne is getting so many snaps and touches and doing great. And then he doesn't get the goal line touches. Uh, but Bigsby played just seven snaps in week three behind Dearness Johnson, who outsnapped him at 12. But I still think if anything were to happen to ETN, it would be Tank Bigsby that would take over his role. Yeah, you just have to look at these guys, Dowdle, Miller, Bigsby. I mean, Tony Pollard is coming off a major knee injury. Alvin Kamara has had a share of issues. Travis Etienne, of course, has ripped up his knee before. So these are guys that have had some issues in the past. So it's always good just to, if it's a cheap way to do it and you don't have any pressing needs, just – Give yourself an option because then when the guy goes down and you have to scramble and you got to beat everyone else to a Jerome Ford type, it's annoying. So if you have the roster space to get something to look good, look, it hasn't always worked out. I mean, Brita and Kelly are not all that great, but you need to have someone who can start. I mean, in those guys places and you know everyone's going to clamor to uh, get any running back that falls out of the sky. So something to just keep in mind there, just a little bit of forward thinking and it actually is a luxury move here. If you're winning and you don't have a lot to do, go stash somebody with some upside. And I think these guys have it if there's some injury there. So something to watch there. Now, we also like to name a few streaming defenses. Now, we wrote down a couple here that look good for this week. Yeah, the Broncos, they give up 70 points. It's weird (laughs) to say that they're recommended, but they're playing Justin Fields and the Bears who are dysfunctional, and they're also favored in that game. That tells you something as well. And then the Chiefs, they're just playing awesome. They should not be out there anymore. I mean, they've played great defense since week one. They get Zach Wilson and the Jets. I know it's on the road, but they just looked great last week and really the previous week against the Jaguars as well. So loving the Chiefs. Now, one more I'm going to add, Michelle, and it comes from Monday night. I thought the Bengals defense was fantastic against the Rams. They get that awful Titans offensive line and that disappearing running game here this week. So the Titans seem like a target as well. I think we're going after the Bears quite a bit for the opposing defense to stream, but uh, I was impressed by the Bengals. They came out with Trey Hendricks and Sam Hubbard. Those guys, I think, uh, can keep up with the momentum in Tennessee this week. Yeah, I, I think after seeing that, obviously the Chiefs need to be rostered. If they're still out there, you pick them up and you can keep playing them. Their defense is looking solid. Between the Broncos and the Bengals, after last night, I think I lead in the Bengals because the Titans offense just really stinks. Yeah. And But I do think the Broncos are an okay streaming defense if you really need a team this week. Yeah, they're going, they, <laughs> they have to be so angry they allowed 70 points, right? That's so embarrassing. I think they're going to come out angry. And it is against the Bears. I mean, one of these teams have to show up. And I I don't know which one it is. But I do think the Broncos are a very risky but viable option for defense this week. Yeah, that's how I look at it, Michelle. Does this team have a potential to score a defensive touchdown? Can I picture this in my head? Can I picture Justin Fields throwing a pick six? Can I picture Ryan Tannehill doing it? I can. Can I picture Zach Wilson? Of course we can. So that's how you kind of approach defenses. Can you get that big play to be a difference maker on your entire scoring for the week? So something to think about there. But definitely streaming defenses, that's the way to go. Definitely. I mean, there's been so many options every week. So we're loving that for sure. So thanks again for making Locked on Fantasy Football your first listen day. Every day, 
Thanks, uh, and uh, we'll be back here with our look at our running back and quarterback rankings for week four. So a lot of good stuff coming. Then come back with wide receivers and tight ends and look at some DFS and prize picks picks. Michelle, we were 6-0 and last week in prize picks. So a lot of good stuff coming up this uh, week for you on the show. So check us out here uh, for Locked on Fantasy Football. This has been Vinny Iyer. And I'm Michelle Majuk. Bye, y'all.